coming up next on Chamber Amplified. And if we try and pigeonhole everybody into that same style, you're going to connect with, you know, maybe a quarter or a third of the people that work for you, but the rest are going to, they're just going to feel like they don't have any support. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Finlay Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we're examining issues impacting the local business community, whether it be employee recruitment and retention, marketing, IT issues, it's really anything that can be impacting your business. Our goal is to give our members and the general business community tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. So maybe you've been checking your podcast feed today, at least I hope you have been, and wondering, hey, where's Chamber Amplified? Yeah, we're running a little bit late today, but that's all right. I wanted to get this interview in today, and we had to dance around some schedules uh, to get it done, but here we are. Here's your podcast for the week. Happy to have this topic, uh, because we're talking about management today. So have you ever promoted a strong worker into a leadership position only for it to not work out? That's something that happens probably more often than we'd like, and there's actually a good reason for that, at least there's a reason for it anyway. We train people for jobs, but we don't train them to lead. My guest today is Josh Malley with Savant Wealth Management. We delve into why we don't train leaders and how we can start developing habits that make sure that when you're ready to promote, you have a leader ready to take that position. Also, we talk about the office a little bit, so stick around for that. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can rate and review the show. That really does help spread the word. Now, let's get into it kind of hit a sweet spot on some of your LinkedIn posts here recently, at least for me and some things that I've been following and talking about developing leaders within your management. And I think that's a huge topic right now. What kind of has got your focus there? Well, I think that as I'm kind of, you know, progressing through my career and I've been in the financial services world for, you know, a couple of decades now. And what we're seeing is people being thrown into leadership positions that maybe were really good at their job. Um, you know, so they're being asked to being, you know, they're being elevated into these leadership positions and they're not quite ready for that. Not that they're not ready for it. They just haven't been trained. And it's kind of the old adage, why why wasn't Michael Jordan a great coach? And why isn't Wayne Gretzky a great coach, right? They just know how to do what they do. Um, they can't tell other people how to do it. And I think as a leader, you've got to understand that your job is not just do what you do anymore. It's about training people how to do certain things and leading them the right way. So how do, how do we get people on that trail? And I think I'm as guilty of this as anybody is. It's just, for me, it's hard to let go of things that I know how to do this. I'll just keep doing it and then add these things in. And that's not what you're supposed to do. No, you're right. And it is sometimes easier to just say, well, I, I've done it for the last few years. Just let me handle it. But I think as a true leader, you have to understand that your job isn't to do the job anymore. It's to develop people that can do the job and develop other leaders that can do the, the job and can kind of help uh, progress whatever organization you're working for forward. So that's where you have to have that kind of mind shift. And I think that there needs to be a lot more development from especially larger companies into their leadership programs instead of just picking out some people that are good and we just continue to promote. And unfortunately, we're not fostering the growth of, of leaders in our and really in many organizations. I think I'm going to take that response and make it my ringtone. And just that <laughs> every time I hear it, I'm like, okay, it's okay. It's okay to delegate, but people have to be taught not only how to delegate, but then also how to kind of coach when you do delegate. What is the process for that look like? What is a good starting point? Well, I think a good starting point for that is, is kind of having a leader in training. 
right? Making sure that that a leader, instead of just being elevated into this role, can sit with others for a certain period of time, can work, can shadow, can have a mentor that shows them that it's okay to delegate, that it's okay not to do everything on your own, and that if it takes an extra day or two to get something done, simply because you're trying to train the next generation of employees, that's okay. You know, so I, I do think that there needs to be um, those relationships, those mentor type relationships to develop those, especially younger leaders. And when it comes to not not just delegation, but then there's that management style. And I think that's probably, I mean, delegation is one thing, you know, when you've been in the trenches for a while, you know that, but it's harder to be a leader and it's harder to make people want to follow you and, and inspire them to do that work. Yeah, it is. I think that, you know, like you said, there, there's a difference between being a boss and being a leader, right? And being a leader yeah. means you are, you're inspiring a team, you're trying to move that team forward. And so I do think that you have to think, what, what type of management style do you want to have? What type of leadership style do you want to have? And I think, you know, you heard the term maybe servant leadership, right? And I think yeah. that's a big you know, a big philosophy nowadays where people want leaders that, that are, are willing to jump in and do whatever it takes to help the team, but they don't necessarily have to be that person because they're training their team to be able to do it. And I also think that, um, you know, you've got to you know, watch out for some of those tough management styles too. Nobody, nobody that I've ever worked with says, you know what, I really want to be micromanaged, right? I, I don't think that right. that's something that many people say, um, you know, so having, having that micromanagement, I think that comes down to, you know, you're not trusting in the people that, that work for you. You're not trusting in your team. And if you don't have that trust, that's when you become that micromanagement style of leader. So you've got to build that bond. How did that become? A predominant style. I, I'm. I always. I, I think back to basketball, and look, we all love the antics of Bobby Knight. That's fine, but I think we saw way, way, way too many high school coaches try and emulate that style and just burn kids out and not play basketball. And I, I, I'm kind of using that as an allegory for what you also see in the workplace, where well, I was micromanaged, so now I'm going to do it, and and now we're in this this shift where people just won't do it anymore. Well, I think that over the last you know couple of years, especially maybe the last decade or so, we've had a pretty strong job market. So people can pick and choose, right? People don't have to stay in a job just because they need that role, right? There's other opportunities out there for them. They can go to other organizations. So if they're not being treated well, they're not going to stay. And I think that as a manager, if you have a lot of turnover and you're seeing a lot of people leave and you're trying to figure out what's going on, I would start with your management style. And I think that that's why that shifted quite a bit over the last few years, because people have options and they like working for people that trust them and let them do their job. So that goes to the the argument. And I think a lot of times you'll hear from the more micromanagement style is it's not me. People don't want to work anymore. Yeah. How, how do you kind of start to dip your toe into that self-realization? Like maybe I have some things to work on. Well, I think that's the biggest thing that as a leader, most most of us always need to work on and understanding that as as that leader, your job is to talk to your people, communicate with your people in their style. Their job is not to transform their communication style to you. And I think a lot of leaders struggle with that because they feel like, okay, I work this way, so everybody else needs to work this way. When unfortunately, you might have somebody that's very introverted on your team, and you've got to approach them a lot differently than somebody who's very extroverted or somebody who is a, an absolute team player and can work with three or four people at the same time versus somebody that just likes to be left alone and get their job done. And if we try and pigeonhole everybody into that same style, you're going to connect with you know, maybe a quarter or a third of the people that work for you, but the rest are going to, they're just going to feel like they don't have any support. I feel like that's got to be the aha moment right there is because then it, it's, you're, you're making it numbers at that point. Like you were costing yourself opportunities with potential talent by treating everybody the exact same way. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think that that is a big thing, right? We have to start looking at those turnover numbers. If people are leaving and good people, people that other people are trying to recruit away from you, if they're leaving, then you've got to look at the leadership in the organization and say, why are they really walking away? So we talked, certainly large businesses a lot of times have a management training, maybe even a division, depending on how mm-hmm. big the company is, but they've got some sort of management training. For your small to mid-sized businesses, how can they start to implement something like this where when they're promoting up, they're also making sure those people are ready to not just get that promotion, but lead the people who are then below them? Yeah, that's a great question because it's tough, right? It's tough when you have, you know, a limited number of employees or limited number of resources. But I think that, you know, small business leaders need to to start trying to identify that next generation of management talent that they might have on their staff already and start giving them exposure, right? Uh, maybe a team lead in a project or, you know, they can lead throughout, you know, a, a month or two inside the organization, right? Just to see how they respond, see what they're doing right, see what they might be doing wrong. So you can take some time, correct them, have those proper management conversations with them. But, you know, I Identifying those leaders early on so that you're not just identifying it when you need it, you're Mm -hmm. doing it and you're giving yourself time to train those people. I think that goes to an even larger point. Everybody's been just managing with their hair on fire those last two to three years and really by no fault of their own. But it's really hard to focus on that pipeline when you're just trying to keep staffed. But you, you have to make some time for it, it seems like. It does. And I think that we always forget that, you know, we've got it. We've got a plan for the future. Right. And sometimes when we're short staffed, when we don't have the day to day covered, all we're focused on is getting to the next day. And I think that, you know, it's a mistake. Right. We we have to make time in our in our daily and our weekly and our monthly planning to make sure that we're consistently planning for the next six months, the next year, because we focus on today and tomorrow. You know, all of a sudden that time is going to be here when we need somebody and we're not going to have anyone ready. So. Is this something where, and, and I think maybe where people get worried about, like, oh, I just, I don't have time. These are little things you can do, right? Like, you don't yeah. have to flip a switch and everything is different the next day. It's just developing a couple of little habits here or there into your daily routine. Right. You're doing the job every day, right? As a leader, especially in those small businesses, you're doing the job every day. You're doing your payroll. You're doing your end of day cleanup. You're doing your batch processing at the beginning of the day, the end of the day, whatever it is, bring somebody in. Show them, right? Give them exposure to it. And just say, hey, this is what we're doing, right? This is why I'm doing this right now. These are the things that have to be done. It doesn't mean that they're in that role. It just means that you're giving them exposure to what that role consists of so that you can see, are they the right person? Are they somebody that even has an interest in getting into you know, leadership in your organization? And it feels like you're also going to, you're going to empower an employee to feel like they're more than just a cog in, in the machine at that point. If you're like, hey, Give me your thoughts on this. Even if that's just your question, just to ask an employee, hey, I need some thoughts on this. What do you think? I mean, that's somewhat getting them into that that management mindset, that leadership mindset. Yeah, it's meaningful for those employees, right? They're understanding yeah. that they're seen as more than just a number. They're more than just there to punch the clock. Um, you're taking time to invest in them as well. And I think that's super meaningful, especially for our younger generation of employees who um, they've got a lot of choices, right? When you you see businesses out there, they're hiring at $15, $18, $20 an hour. You know, they can jump around and make more money than they're making tomorrow. But I also think that this is a generation that wants to to feel empowered and they want to actually enjoy what they do every day. What are some good resources for businesses who are ready to say, you know what, we need to do some work on this. We need to make sure that when we're promoting people up, they're going to be ready to lead the team that that we give them. What are some resources that can help them out? 
Yeah, I think that there's, you know, some obviously some good books out there, right? There's a book that that I was given to by one of my mentors early on called The Accidental Sales Manager. And it wasn't <laughs> just about sales management, but it's basically about what we talk about, right? That person that just gets thrown into that role. I think that's a, a great book to kind of read and understand what happens when you put somebody in a in a leadership position that they're not ready for. I also think that, you know, training our leaders to um, to work through some change management, I think that's always a, a big deal with newer leaders not understanding how to drive change in the organization. Uh, so there's a book by uh, John Cotter, I believe it's uh, Eight Steps for Leading Change or Effective Change in an Organization. That's another one that I think you could look to. And really, I think a lot of leaders could benefit from that themselves, right? Just understanding that change management and, and, and knowing how to drive that change inside your organization is really a big deal because that can lead to um, some really low employee satisfaction scores if you're not doing that the right way. Josh, were you ever a fan of The Office by any chance? Of course. Okay. All right. Good. So I, I can uh, give you this question on the fly then. So if you were in charge of that office and you had to replace, uh, you had to replace Michael Scott and you looked at your staff out there, a lot of, I think the traditional people will be like, well, Dwight Schrute's our top salesperson. So he's, he moves in. Right. Maybe Dwight doesn't have those management skills or right. he would have some interesting ones. I think you're right about that. I think, and they did that, right? I think Dwight did end up. Getting I think so. Yeah. And he was there for a short time, but, and yeah. that's exactly what happens, right? Let's take our best salesman and let's put them in charge. And I think if you look at the characters on the office, everybody has their, their good. Everybody has their bad. And maybe Dwight could have been a great manager, but yeah. also yeah. look at, you know, uh, maybe people that you don't necessarily think of your Oscars or, um, you know, people that, uh, you know, understand the business, but, you know, they can be trained to be a leader and, and exactly understand what they need to do to, to effectively run that office. I'm putting Daryl in charge. I think that Daryl's a good one. I think that yeah, Daryl, I'm putting yeah, Daryl in charge. I think, I think Jim has his, his, uh, you know, his okay things about him as well. Everybody's got their, their <laughs> qualities that you can make into a leader. So. Josh, I, I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, maybe they've got some questions about some of the things that we've talked about today. What's the best way to reach out? Yeah, I mean, my, uh, I'll give you my personal email. Actually, it's, it's joshua.mailey1, uh, last name M-A-L-Y-1 at gmail.com. Um, that's my personal email. Send me a note. I'd love to talk a little bit more about this and uh, see how I might be able to help. Excellent. Well, again, thank you for your time today. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on, Doug. Thanks to Josh for joining us on today's show. We talked a little bit about how you can develop leadership training within your business, but there are also outside sources that can help you. Cue my shameless plug for Chamber of Commerce programs here. We do have annual leadership classes like Hancock Leadership and Hancock Youth Leadership. Those just kicked off, and so we'll re-enroll for those in 2024. But if you don't want to wait that long, or maybe you can't commit the time to something like that, well, then we do have things like the Women's Leadership Forums that we have three a year, or small business workshops that we do quarterly. We also have our ambassador and agribusiness committees where people can help develop valuable leadership skills. If you're interested in programs like that to help an employee get ready for that leadership position, just let me know and we can talk about how we can get them enrolled. That'll do it for this week's episode. If you have any ideas on topics we should cover on future episodes, just send me an email, djenkins at finleyhancockchamber.com. Remember, if you're listening on our website on the podcast page, that's great, but you can make it easy on yourself. All you have to do is go to Chamber Amplified or search for that in your favorite podcast player. If you don't have a favorite podcast player, ask me. I'll help you out on that too. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce.